You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And returning from retirement is the one and only Landon <laughs> McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them podcast. Landon, how are you doing, sir? No, no, you can't. You can't listen to me on my show are you anymore done because now? I'm still I'm still in retirement. Yes, no, it's the shortest I, I, retirement I, I, ever. It's like two days long. It was. It was not. It was not a short retirement. I'm. I'm just coming, finishing <laughs> up on the show here, and then we're gonna, you know, probably do. Something maybe weekly with me or something. I don't know. Maybe not even that much. But I am still officially retired from at least referring to myself as an expert in Cowboys affairs. What does it? Be, yeah. What does it take to be called an expert? Because I want that. I, I want to know. It's amazing. What it be. You know. Yeah. It's first of all, it's a lot of work, Marcus. That's that's really what uh what I feel like. You, you just need to you know put the work in, and you'll get there someday. Okay. Someday, buddy. I, I appreciate. It. All right. So coming up on today's show, we answer your Twitter questions. We talk about the Cowboys coaching changes. Man, it's been a busy day uh, for Cowboys football. Ooh. We talk about some free agency and some draft stuff, so let's jump right into it. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the Cowboys coaches. On Wednesday, you had a bunch of Cowboy coaches, uh, including Richard Bisaccia, their special teams coordinator uh, that left, Wade Wilson, their head coach, or their not head coach, excuse me, their uh, quarterback <laughs> coach. Their quarterback coach uh, has decided to move on. I believe he is retiring. Uh, the Cowboys might be losing their linebacker coach, Matt Eberflus. Uh, it sounds like their defensive back coach, Joe Baker, is gone as well. So what are just some of your overall thoughts on the Cowboys losing a lot of these positional coaches uh, this early into the process? Well, I mean, I think, you know, on each one of these guys, like, I mean, the only one who's really official on any of these is Bisacci, right? Because he's, I mean, or I don't even know that he's official yet. So No, but I he's think, not, we know he's not coming back. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, the ones that we are certain about, um, you know, I, I, I think the loss of Rich Bisacci is significant. Um, I, I think that, you know, he's... He he seemed to be a pretty decent uh, special teams coach. I mean, I don't know that there we can't replace and find another great special teams coach because I feel like you know we've been through this kind of routine, uh, you know, a couple times in a row now where we weren't sure where we were gonna, you know, we lost a guy that we thought was pretty okay and then couldn't find a uh, couldn't think we were gonna find a new guy and ended up of course finding someone. So, you know, I think the guy that, you know, I, out of all those guys that really concerns me the most, uh, if he is to go, uh, would be Eberflus just because I feel like, you know, he's has a lot of upside as a coach. I really viewed him as the heir apparent for, as a defensive coordinator. And maybe, um, you know, maybe he's ready for that time to be now. Um, but I, I think that to me, that was the one, you know, I think Joe Baker's done a, a pretty decent job, but, but I, I think that, um, you know, like you brought up before, I think, it, you know, a lot of more of what we've seen from these young defensive backs has been about Greg Jackson sure. than, than Baker. And, and, and so not to say that Baker wasn't a good coach, but, um, I just think that, you know, Jackson's he's a, he's the guy. A loss because ja- Jackson's he's the a guy good, you want to yeah, keep. Jackson's the guy, and I think that you know, he's a loss, but it's not like an insurmountable loss. And you know, I think, I think at this point right now, uh, it's it's more shakeup than you know we're 
we may be used to, or at least it seems like the last few years, but I think it's not like an unhealthy amount of shakeup at all. I mean, we aren't losing, you know, you're, you're losing Joe Looney, who was your tight ends coach for one season. You know, it's like, I mean, you know, head tight end coach for one season. It's like, you know, these guys kind of come and go a little bit. And, and so you're going to, you know, eventually lose three or four of these guys a year. And, and sometimes you lose five or six of these guys a year, but it's not, you know, it's not like you're going to bleed out because you can't find a, <laughs> a yeah. tight ends coach. It, there's, there, there's guys out there. Coaches are used to this kind of transitioning every single year. They know that the NFL is not a long-term job. They're used to moving from city to city. So it's not like, oh, my goodness, they lost their secondary coach. All of a sudden, their secondary is going to forget how to cover. I, I don't think that's the problem. I think there's certain certain development things that can happen with your cornerbacks and stuff that uh, maybe down the road that they can work on. But I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a big problem that everybody seems to be worrying about at this stage. So let's dive into that a little further. Uh, We've mentioned Wade Wilson likely out as a Cowboys quarterback coach. Uh, Our first question comes from Vernon Carter. Who would be a good candidate for a quarterback coach now that Wilson is gone? Um, I think the name that you're going to hear a lot of over the next couple weeks is Kellen Moore. And I know uh, Cowboy fans don't want to hear that, um, but that's a kind of a guy that I think makes a lot of sense. He He's a Linehan disciple. Um, he knows the system. Uh, I would like Jim Caldwell, uh, the former Lions head coach, to maybe be an option there. He worked with Peyton Manning before. Uh, he was the big reason why Stafford has thrived over the last couple of years. But I think the name you're going to look at is Kellen Moore. Any other guys that you want to keep an eye on for that quarterback coach spot? Yeah, I mean, I don't like. I don't understand. Uh, I, to me, Kellen Moore seems like a, a natural fit, and I don't understand why. A lot of people are upset about this. I mean, you don't have to have the same opinion about the the person as a quarterback as you do with the person as a coach. You know, like I think all of us were calling for Kellen Moore to <laughs> retire and take a coaching job. <laughs> I for you know the, the yeah, last, absolutely the, for for almost every year that he was with us. So I think that any guy who has the complete lack of physical skill set or you know physical traits to play NFL quarterback being able to you know let's face it I mean come on he functioned in an NFL offense and in some cases functioned you know pretty well you know consider again especially considering where what he's using and so all of that all of his ability to you know function despite every single thing going against the guy physically is uh, about what's going on between his ears. This guy clearly knows what it takes to play quarterback, you know, on, on a mental level in the NFL, clearly understands well, the well, game at a high level and, and clearly understands what it's like to be a quarterback is having a lot of starts in a major college program for you know, a long time. So I, I, I don't, I think to me, this, this looks like a guy who could be a really great quarterback coach in waiting. What do you think about the notion that, well, he wasn't a good NFL quarterback, so he can't do the, he can't handle a quarterback coaching role? Do you, do you agree with that at all? That's just, I mean, that's stupid. I, I agree. Like, I mean, the, the, Jim Caldwell, I mean, Hall of Fame quarterback coach Jim, you know, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Jim Caldwell managed to be a pretty good. <laughs> uh, so I'm saying sarcastically, he was not. I mean, name the the great. First of all, well, Sean McVay. Anyone, anyone complaining? Yeah, I mean, anyone complaining about 
quarterback coaches, you know, name the greatest quarterback coach you know, first of all. Jason Second Garrett. of all, <laughs> like, uh, well, I mean, you know, it's like all, all, all these guys are, are, you know, even Wade Wilson wasn't a great quarterback. No. He had one Pro Bowl season and was kind of a fluke, really. In fact, think of a good quarterback that became a good quarterback coach. Is there that many out there? there I, listen, I really can't all, think of that all, many. All the, all the great coaches, most of the great coaches, you know that that played quarterback were backup quarterbacks. Absolutely, you know because because they they had to approach the level, approach the game on a very cerebral level. You know they had to be able to be ready to play in the game on a moment's notice with no practice snaps. You know this is a, a very difficult job. That's why backup quarterbacks are is a difficult job to to play because it takes a high level of aptitude and understanding of the game and understanding of defenses because you're not going to get very much practice before you're thrown in into a situation with live mm-hmm. bullets. So, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I'm I'm with you. I think Jim Caldwell is a fantastic quarterback coach option if that's a possibility. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they decided to get go the much cheaper option in Kellen Moore. Who you know, frankly, at least for the first few years, might be as good an option as Jim Caldwell because Caldwell would take some time to learn the offense and all that good stuff. And I think you know, with a guy like Kellen Moore, he's been in the system this whole time, this entire time. He knows Dak. He knows where Dak is in his development. And you know, I I just think it feels very much like a natural fit in, in a lot of ways. And, and I think that when you have a team filled with quarterback coaches, Linehan and, and Garrett, and I think using a guy like Kellen Moore in there is, 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 is a good idea. All right. One more quick question on the coaches. One guy that has been rumored to possibly be leaving is offensive line coach, Frank Pollock. What would your takeaway be if Pollock decided to leave? Do you think that would be a thing that could potentially cripple this offensive line or, is there somebody else out there that could maybe do his job better? You know, I mean, listen, I mean, you know how I feel about the offensive line. It's like it's maybe my favorite thing about football. And and so uh, I I, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about Frank Pollock. And I think that he's done a, a very admirable job. But I also think that um, he hasn't been so – I don't know that he's been necessarily so amazing that um, – that he couldn't be replaced necessarily. I, I have a feeling that there's a lot better offensive line coaching out there than there is offensive line players. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I can name a couple of good offensive line coaches uh, that are around. And I mean, and uh, not, not that they're necessarily available, but my, the, my point being is that there seems to be quite a few of them out there. Mike Munchak. Now, the question, that's my favorite. Mike well, Munchak is uh, but see, amazing. I mean, but the problem is, like, yeah, but the problem is, like that, guys like Mike Munchek and and you know Bill Callahan in some in some ways, even though that's not an option. But even if let's say that we weren't the Cowboys and we were interested in a Bill Callahan, you, you're going to need to offer Mike Munchek or a Bill Callahan um, a a portion of play calling duties sure. or you know a, a, a slice of the of the power on on the offensive brain trust that you may not be willing to give up. You know, especially if you're trying to deal with a Derek Dooley who might be trying to grab grab a little bit more power in that room, you know, with you already having Linehan and Garrett there. I just think that you know it's going to be an interesting situation if if Pollock goes because what, are you going to be able to? I guess you know the 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 flip side is that you could offer whoever's coming in, you know, that kind of run game coordinator title, which I think would be. 
um, you know, quite attractive to <laughs> anybody who actually likes running the football, right? You know, especially with what the pieces that we have. So I, I, I'm, I don't love Pollock leaving because obviously there's a stability there that's that's uh, attractive. But at the same time, I don't think it's out unreasonable to think that we could actually upgrade the spot a little bit, um, and 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 you know maybe even get a guy who could take these guys to an, uh, an even further level. Now let's let's remember that they also have Mark Colombo in the building, who they like a lot as a potential offensive line coach. So maybe it's not necessarily a, a bad thing if they would get rid of Pollock and promote Colombo. I, I that's no inside information. I just know how much they absolutely love Colombo and his potential as a coach. I, uh, I just ahead. feel like it's too. It's real quick. It's just I think it's too early for that. It might be. I mean, and it might be. I just he's only been coaching for one season, and before that he was scouting. But it so, might be one of those yeah. things where they want to hurry up and get him to that job before somebody else comes sniffing around and grabs him, if that makes sense. Maybe, but I, I mean, that's a big leap to take for a position. That's the key engine in this offense. But remember that's, that's kind of what happened with Jason Garrett though. That's part of the reason why Garrett got hired here though, is, you know, he went from, uh, you know, he, what was he, uh, was he a head car, he worked for Nick Saban with the Dolphins, and I don't know he if he was a quarterback a cor- coach. Quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. You know, after his first year of being a quarterback coach, and then kind of rose up to be a head coach. So maybe it's one of those things where they just they know that they're going to be early, but they would rather be early than be too late. I have again no inside information. It's just a total guess here. So um, we'll see. Um, this is my favorite weekend of the year, Land. You know why? Uh, is it because you're going to lose all your money gambling? Yes, it's exactly why. <laughs> Wildcard Weekend is the best weekend of the year. It is so much fun. Um, I'm going to give out some picks on Twitter later in the week. But th- where you bet is way more important than who you bet on. And that's why I'm telling you guys to go to my bookie. My bookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, just two business days. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. And that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use promo, use promo code locked on to activate that offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Make sure you take Jacksonville this weekend. All right, <laughs> let's jump into some more questions. Yeah, I, that Buffalo team's terrible. All right, let's. Mm-hmm. We got one from Hector Martinez. Thoughts on re-signing Bryce Butler? Would you do it? I I, I know he he showed some flashes this year. Um, it was only it was another season in which he did not eclipse 400 yards. It's kind of the fun stat I've been putting out on Twitter. He has not had a 400 yard receiving year since his junior year in high school. But you can see that he's an important part of their offense because he gives them that deep threat down the field. Would you think about re-signing him this offseason? I mean, I, I think you kind of have to see what the numbers look like. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's time to – it may be time to try to move on. You know, I, I – I, I, I think Bryce Butler did some great things this year uh, at times, but again, it just he couldn't remain consistent and couldn't you know, whether it was staying on the field or 
you know, just consistently making the play. You know, he led the team in 40-plus yard receptions. but Which is insane. I th- yeah, but that's all he does, you know. <laughs> and, and, and he doesn't do it consistently enough to <sighs> – I just don't know that he does what he does consistently enough to warrant all the snaps. But I, I just is this a guy that, uh, that you just throw like a, a veteran minimum contract at, you know, in the third or fourth week of free agency? And then if you find somebody in the draft better, then you're, you're fine releasing him in camp? Yes. If that's, if that's a scenario that's amenable to him, then yes, that's what I would do. Because uh, I, I don't want to get rid of him. But I also want to actively try to find his replacement. You know, like sure. I mean, I think I think that they need to find uh, the the problem. The problem to me is between Bryce Butler, Terrence Williams, and Des Bryant. You know, as your three, you know, mainstay outside receiver th- receiving threats, you don't have a consistent um, guy who's getting open in one on one coverage and catching the ball. You know, you don't have a guy who is a reliable chain mover type um, because I think that you just, you've called into question a little bit of whether Des can do that or at least whether they're, they're in a situation where Des will be available to do that all the time. Cause I think teams are just taking away that option away from him. And so when you, he looks to the backside Z it's like, you know, he got, he has Terrence Williams, he has um, Bryce Butler, but I, I just wonder if, you don't need someone who's just a little bit more of a reliable hands catcher. Um, you know, maybe maybe you go get a guy who is a just a slant nine route type who, but you know, can catch the ball. Like you know, is gonna uh, is a consistent catch you know, catcher, so right. that they can beat man coverage. Because so, you know, really, if you if you're playing us, you're not gonna if you're playing the Z, you're you're gonna be seeing a, a bunch of single coverage. So all we need you to do is just be able to beat single coverage, not every snap, but on a you know on a regular basis you know because you're you're facing usually the the lesser of the two corners so i i i think butler is a good player and i think that that if there's a deal to be made that's cheap that you could get rid of him if you find a replacement in the draft that i'm all for that otherwise i mean i think i i have to see what the numbers are if we're just kind of blindly resigning him as our you know wide receiver three in, in the same role yeah, I, I like Butler. He's a good guy, and he seems like he's a pretty hard worker. And I, I would like him back on a vet minimum salary, but I don't think he's going to take it because he knows he can probably go to another team, maybe Cleveland or Baltimore, and find more snaps. So uh, I think it's probably time for both sides to move on, but we'll see what happens. I, I won't be shocked if we're sitting here on you know the last last couple weeks of March and the Cowboys have re-signed Butler. That, that won't shock me at all. All right, two I quick... like that. I like that Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that makes a lot right of sense there. All right, we got two questions left. This one's from Zach. We talked a lot about re-signing Hitchens and what that means. I know that during the season you were against that. Um, we're just kind of checking back in now. After we've seen him all season long, would you re-sign Anthony Hitchens, assuming the deal is around four to five million dollars per season. Can I just tell you, like, okay, how, how much? Just real quick before I get into this, how, how much? Four to five million? Yeah, let's say, let's say it's three years for fifteen million. <clears throat> Can I just say that you know, I, as we talked about, I've been on kind of a little, I've been on Twitter retirement. I mean, not retirement, but whatever. I've been on Twitter break hiatus. as well, sort of with the hiatus with the with the with the holidays. 
<clears throat> one of the first tweets I read when I came back was someone suggesting, would you trade Zach Martin if you knew that you could get Demarcus <laughs> Lawrence and Anthony Hitchens? No. <laughs> and I honestly wanted to, to know what, what was – what like if someone something had happened to, to people like while I was gone, if like – See what happens what when you're is, gone from Twitter. This, this is what, what happens. What is wrong with you people and Anthony Hitchens? Seriously. He's now, a good player, uh, though. said that. He, uh, good player. <laughs> good player. You guys have taken good player and built a statue out oh, yeah. of gold fifty feet out of this guy. Oh yeah, he, he has Fortified. his fault. He has his faults. Oh, without a doubt. Look, the guy has a lot of faults, but he's uh, he's a good. I would definitely agree. A good, uh, a good player. Um, four to five million dollars. I, I think. I think I probably would do it for four million dollars yeah i think five million is probably five million is right about where i'd i it probably also depends on the years too right i i think in this uh, case how many what what did you say originally four years did you say three years three years for 15 and then maybe the last year is a bump up i think i'd do that yeah and i think that's going to be the thing here too is if they can get him on a shorter deal and maybe give him a little bit more money up front I think that's the smart move because that way it at least buys you another year or two to see what you have in Jalen Smith. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I, I, I mean, I think the key is is that I, I want to see him playing more snaps in nickel situations and less snaps as the run stopping Mike linebacker. Like right. you know, I, I think I think that's where. You know, and I think really you can just kind of play with their roles a little bit more. But I do agree that I think that even at this point, you need a third. I I love what Hitchens. I love the linebacking group with these three guys, with those three main guys, and then like you know, with we'll fill out the rest of it with other people. But no matter how you play them, I I don't really care honestly. Like I mean, as far as long as Lee is playing a lot and those other two guys are figuring it out between the two of them. I like that group as a linebacker core, and, and then you can you know draft another guy and figure it out from there. Yeah, to me, the appeal of keeping Hitchens is, first of all, you don't have to spend a pick at linebacker. It, you've got a guy that already knows your scheme, and he can play multiple positions. I, I don't think it's because he's a guy that's going to make a bunch of Pro Bowls in the next couple of years. I think it's because of those three reasons. You don't have to spend a high pick. You know what he brings and his versatility. So I'll be interested to see what Hitchens is going to, is going to happen uh, this offseason. I'm pretty sure that he wants to stay. Um, we'll see if the Cowboys have the funds for it. One last question, and a lot of you guys send in draft questions, and I'm really excited that you guys are pumped for the draft. Uh, but we're going to take some time to watch these players um, and give you more accurate reports later on in the season. So uh, just hold off on those for a little bit. But one question I kind of like from Zane is he, he asked what prospect would make sense for Dallas to trade up for, but I'm actually going to change his question a little bit. What position would you trade up for in the draft if you're going to trade up at all? Assuming there's an elite prospect that falls to, let's say, 10 or 12, is there a position out there that the Cowboys need that you would feel comfortable trading up for in the first round? Hmm. I'll, I'll go ahead and give you one. Uh, I, yeah, you go first. I, I, I do think... I do think there is a spot on this team that they could tr- go and move up for. And to me, that's safety. Uh, I-, I like Byron Jones more than most people do, and I like what Xavier Woods and uh, Kavon Frazier can bring. 
But if you're telling me there's an elite safety prospect that you can put in single high and you can do the things that Seattle can do with Earl Thomas or the things that Minnesota can do with Harrison Smith, if you're telling me that there's an elite safety prospect available in the top 12, that's where I would be interested in going to grab that player because the Cowboys just don't have one of those on the roster right now. And if they can go up and grab somebody like that, I think you could see a huge shift in their defense. <clears throat> yeah, actually, and uh, I think safety is definitely one of the positions that I, I was thinking about uh, kicking around for sure. Um, sub question: Would you trade a first round pick for Earl Thomas? And this, you asked me this yesterday, and I said uh, I said no for a couple reasons because he's an older player whose contract is up after the 2018 season. I, I absolutely love Earl Thomas. I think he's still playing. I mean, obviously, you'd, you'd have to resign him. Yeah, but but so but you would, to me, that's giving up two basically assets in money and draft picks. I understand. I understand. It's not like you're trading for a good contract. Correct. You're trading for a, a basically expiring. Contract. Right, and that's what would make me nervous about throwing that pick. I, I have no doubts about the player. Just in terms of what I'm getting on the field, he is absolutely worth the pick. It's the money that I'm concerned about. To answer your question, I mean, I I don't know that there is. Okay. Like, I mean, safety safety is definitely, honestly, the one that kind of jumped out to me. That like, if you could get, you know, a young Earl Thomas or you know, young top top of the uh, of the defense safety, um, uh, yeah, I think that that's that's something that I would 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 perk my ears a little bit. I mean, I am still of the mind that this team could still really use an elite talent on the defensive line. I I think that, you know, I know we've already spent so much value there, and I know that trading up for a right defensive end after you could never you know, have too many taco, pass rushers. You can never have too many of those I know, guys. but it's I, I think people would definitely balk for sure. But – like if you could find like an Aaron Donald type in the, mm. in this draft, because here's the thing, I don't know what's going on with Irving. Like you know he's got the concussion, and to be honest, like between him and Collins, it's hard to uh, it's hard to have faith that you're gonna have a healthy player at that position at this point, just because Collins can't seem to stay healthy. It's a foot issue. It seems like Neither can Irving. multiple Neither years can Irving. and Irving's got his own set of issues, which include injuries as well. I would just say that if I could find this defense runs on three techniques that dominate. And if, and I think in general, one of the things that really brought this defense down in the middle of the season, more than really anything else was the inability to, field a healthy interior um and when they did field a healthy interior and when david irving was in there and playing at, at the level that he was playing this defense defensive line lit people up yes um and so I, I i think that is still an ingredient that and i don't i you know i haven't looked at anybody else i know that there's that vita vague kid from washington but he's more of a he's a one big body team. type, yep. yeah. So, uh, but if there was like a you know an Aaron Donald level or you know maybe slightly below that kind of guy, that might tempt me just because I feel like that could be a piece that you know could slot everybody else appropriately. Right. 
All right. Thank you guys for sending in your questions. That's it for today's show. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We will be back next week to cover any new Cowboys news. I'm sure we're going to be talking about these uh, coaches. Next Thursday, we will have your Twitter questions. Until then, we will see you guys next time.